0: Revelation 4, verse number 9. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him, that liveth forever and ever, cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, for Thy pleasure they are and were created. May we pray, Heavenly Father? I bow before You to thank You for the Word of God, thank You for another privilege to preach, for each one that's gathered this way. Lord, I pray You do a work in hearts today that only You can do. Pray, God, You might strengthen me physically and mentally and spiritually. And Lord, I could be a vessel in your hand today that you may be, receive honor and glory. And we ask that your will be done in the service in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm talking to you today about worshiping God. Someone said, what will we do in heaven? Well, we're going to worship God for one thing, For I think the primary thing. And it's something that we do very little of here, real, true worship. Uh, most of what we do that we call worship is for self. Sometimes we come to church and we want to feel good. You know, we want, we want something for ourselves instead of offering worship to God. Of course, when we worship God, then God uh, ministers to us and pours out his blessings upon us. But the main problem with man from the beginning has been self. In Genesis there, uh, as uh, we find Eve is having the conversation with the devil and he lies to her and says, You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the main reason people are not saved today is because they want to be God themselves. They want to run their own life. They don't want God telling them what to do, basically. And when you come to Jesus and and, is, and are saved then you re, you have a lord, you have a master that, that is in control you know this we in the book of Daniel 4:30 I want to turn there and read those words about Nebuchadnezzar and uh, in Daniel 4:30 he says uh, that's page 904 chapter four verse 30. Page 905. Get it right here. This is where Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you know, is given the mind of a beast for 12 month for, tw- for seven years, was it? Anyway, we find in verse 30 the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Look what I've done. And uh, he was given the mind of a beast. His hair grew like eagles' feathers and his nails like bird's claws. And he went out and lived with animals for seven years until he recognized who the true and living God really is. Well, the Bible said in Psalm 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's. It all belongs to God. Think about Nebuchadnezzar there remind me of a story about, uh, about this flea on the back of an elephant. And this elephant went, you know, wrapped his trunk around a tree and jerked it up by the roots, and and uh, and all that. And the flea said uh, said to the elephant, "Look what we done." <laughs> Sometimes that's uh, that's the way we are in relationship to God. Look what we did. <laughs> it's really God that does it all. Well, why should we worship God? We worship Him because He's the Creator. Because of, Let's look at Revelation 4, verse 10 and 11 again. The four and twenty elders, and by the way, that's the church, that's the believers, it's in heaven. Uh, And uh, fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever. Cast their crowns before the throne, saying, well, you know, uh, he's the eternal God. He lives forever and ever, and we'll live forever and ever because of Him. The Bible says, they say in verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things. For Thy pleasure they are and were created. Why why was everything made the way it was made? It was made for God's glory, God's pleasure. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And so he says they're created for him. Now in Colossians 1:16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. God is the creator. And, and it's, it's all to, to, to honor him. We come to church we come to worship God. We ought to come with that attitude. You know when you come with that attitude it makes all the difference in the world. That I'm here to honor God. I'm here to worship God. And give him the glory that he... Listen, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. You know, we wouldn't be here sitting on these pews. We wouldn't be here in there. That'd be no building. Uh, you know, that'd be nowhere for the building to sit on. It wasn't for God. And so God is the Creator. And because of Him, we ought to worship. I owe, I owe my very existence. I owe my, my life to Him. The Bible says in Acts, in Him we live and move and have their being. He gives to all life, breath, and all things. He woke up this morning, still alive, and that old heart still ticking. And, and you're able to breathe and get up out of bed and go about your business because there's a God that sits on a throne. There is a God and He is real. All things were created by Him and for Him and I get one day at a time and I live at God's pleasure because of Him I may have another day. And I'll have as many days as God wants me to have, and when He says time's up, then I'm going home to glory. As the black lady, you know, advertising the goodie powders. <laughs> I'm going to use them till I go home to glory, she said. <laughs> uh, but anyway, all things were created by him and for him. Romans eleven thirty six, for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Isaiah forty twenty six. Lift up your eyes on high and behold who hath created these things. I, I love to get out in the woods. I love to get out in, in nature and, and, and see what God's done. You know, I think we're, you know, we have a generation that's been raised on television. And, and we've lost touch with creation. We've lost touch with a true and living God. Get out there and see what the Lord's done. And who hath created these things. I'm talking about that in the opening today, about the birds. Those birds, one bird flies, spends six months in the Arctic. And then flies to the Antarctic and spends six more months. And some of those birds, you know, fly to a place they, they've never even seen before. And then they turn around and go back. We read about one bird that, uh, that flies uh, from Canada, I think it was, to South America, nonstop. How does that bird do that? How do those birds build the nest and, and raise their young? And, and it's amazing how, how quickly they, they, they grow up. Had uh, some bluebirds, and now there's some little brown birds in there, you know, Build after them, but the bluebirds. I mean, they hatch out, and those the, the mom and daddy. They bring them bugs and worms and whatever they you know they need uh, for a good balanced diet. And boy, those little birds just grow up in a, in a hurry. First thing you know, they're they went out one day and they're gone, already grown and ready to fly off. Uh, well. God says look at that and know there is, in fact man is without excuse the Bible says in Romans 1. The man is without excuse because God's made himself known in creation. There's people that don't have the Bible, the written word of God. They don't have a church to go to, but they have creation. and Creation says there is a God and uh, lets them know that that truth now the bible said in isaiah 43 7 even everyone that is called by my name for i have created him for my glory i have formed him yea i have made him you know it's god that created us and created us for his glory and there's everything brings forth after his kind Uh, that you know god created man created the animals created the birds created these the fish God uh, is the Creator, and it's all for His glory. All for His glory. Then we look in chapter 5, and we have the confirmation. Uh, you know, we're going to be resurrected. We're going to get a new body. We're going to reign as kings and priests. And all it's all because of Him and for Him. Not only did He create man, but after man sinned and fell into, into sin and death, He came and redeemed us. And it took more for God to redeem us than it did for God to create us. All he had to do when he created the earth, the Bible said the worlds were framed by the Word of God. How powerful is God's Word? It's powerful enough to bring about a creation. And uh, so uh, he created uh, by his Word. He gave his Word and, and it happened. But in order to redeem us, of course, we, He redeems us through, through the Word of God as well, the blood of Christ. But He had to die on the cross. He had to pay our sin debt. The only rights I have to have on this morning is because somebody took my place. My, my sin, sin debt has been paid. God has been satisfied. The blood, The blood has been offered. And we're free, and because of that, we'll praise Him. Look in chapter five of Revelation, verse eight. When He had taken the book, the the book is the, the has to do with the redemption of the earth here, and you, you find that as you read on in Revelation, when He had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty others, those beasts of the cherubim there surrounding the throne of God, they fought, they fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them hearts and Golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book. Open the seals of the rod, for Thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Going to be people saved all over the world. We're trying to have a part in that, in missionaries, sending out missionaries to other countries to tell them the story of Jesus. They sung this new song, and this song has to do redemption by thy blood. Someone said, I don't like those old songs about the blood. Well, I do. I like those old songs about the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What's wrong with that song? There is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood, lose all their guilty things. That's a good song. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there may I, though vile as he, have all my sins washed away. That's what we worship for. That's why we worship. Because the price has been paid. Not only has He redeemed us, verse 10, that's made us under God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. Jesus is coming back to set up His kingdom. He's coming to get us, take us home to be with Him. Then we're coming back with Him. He's going to reign for a thousand years. The Bible said we'll reign as kings and priests. He said lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where the rust and the moth can't corrupt and the thieves can't break through and steal. And so uh, uh, we'll be a part of that reign. I beheld, lo, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. Think of that. A hundred million, a hundred million angels saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing." Every creature which is in heaven on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I say and blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Well, we worship him because of his, his redemption. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, for by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in him, in him. We in them, we are redeemed, we are saved by grace. And that's why we worship. You know, the only people that can really worship is those that believe that. You know, people think they can earn their way to heaven, work their way to heaven. They don't worship God because they're always, always wondering if they've done enough. I'll tell you, enough's already been done. I'll, I'll never do enough. I'll never be good enough, but He, He's good enough. And it's His righteousness that God gives us. Ephesians 4:24, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians 1, 6, to the praise of the glory of His grace. Wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. The Beloved is Christ. He accepts us in Jesus. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to Thy cross I cling, O Lamb of God, I come. That's how we come to Jesus. We don't come bringing our goodness. And when we stand there on that day and worship Him, we'll say, Lord, I owe it all to You. I'm here because of you. It's you that made it possible. Ephesians 1:12 said that we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. Then we move on and there's a matter of the coronation. The coronation day. Well, Brother Bill Staley will be here tonight and this is one of his signature songs. It says, All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. You chosen seed of Israel's race, your ransom from the fall. Hail him who saves you by his grace and crown him Lord of all. Let every kindred, every tribe on this terrestrial ball to him all majesty ascribe and crown him Lord of all. Verse number four says, O that with yonder sacred throng." We at His feet may fall. We'll join the everlasting song and crown Him Lord of all. Listen, look here what the Bible says in Revelation 4.10. The four and twenty elders fall down before Him that sat on the throne and worship Him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. The Bible talks about five different crowns. Crown of glory, crown of righteousness, crown of rejoicing and, and five different crowns but here are here the believers Cast their crowns at His his feet. Because He's the one that made it possible. And the Bible says in verse 13 of chapter 5 that that they give praise unto Him that sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Turn on over to Revelation 11. Revelation 11. And verse, uh, verse number 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. Well, we live in a world of, of uh, turmoil today. You know, they we're, were fighting, fighting these enemies that would destroy our way of life. And seemingly there's no peace. But I'll tell you, there's coming, a, there's coming peace to this world when the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, sits on the throne. Then there will be peace. And here he says this is going to happen, the kingdoms of this world. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God. We see these throughout Revelation here. Uh, they which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces, and worshipped God. You know, if you, don't, if you don't like to worship, you won't be happy in heaven. Uh, because we're going we're gonna to be worshiping a whole lot up there. We're going to be expressing our gratitude to Him. And they, the Bible says, verse 17, Saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power, and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath has come, the time of the day that they should be judged, that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, uh, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. The temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. There were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and earthquake and great hell. Well, this summarizes what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. In Revelation 19, he comes to set up his kingdom and take over the, this world. In Revelation 19, Talks about I saw heaven open, verse eleven, to hold a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and righteous he doth judge and make war. You think the world's going to fall at his feet when he comes and say, here we give you, we give you the kingdoms of this world? No, the antichrist with the armies, with his armies, is going to oppose Christ, and uh, you find. Uh, You find that in verse 19. I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. They come there, they're going to oppose this invasion from outer space where Jesus comes from heaven there. The Bible said his eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He wears the many crowns, the crowns that are cast at his feet and, and uh, honored the, the church honoring him. Well, not only is, is the coronation going to involve the worship of God, but also the condemnation. Now, this may sound a little strange, but look in chapter 19, verse 1. And after these things, by the way, let me, let me just pause to say, in chapter 17 and 18, you have religious Babylon, ecclesi- you know, the, the, and then political Babylon, ecclesiastical Babylon, and religious Babylon, and, and political Babylon in view. Who would have thought a few years ago, 25 years ago, of course people accused, Hings, people accused me 25 years ago of saying the Lord's coming any minute. <laughs> you know what I tell them, I say we're 25 years closer. But he's coming back, that's for sure. And who would have thought that Babylon would be in, every time you turn the news on, you have Iraq in view. You know, that's where it all started. That's where it's all going to consummate, in that Middle Eastern area there. And Babylon has risen to prominence in our day. Well, you have God judging, old Babylon, in chapter 18. Look at the response in heaven. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. Now I'm told that hallelujah or hallelujah is the only word that's the same in every language on earth. You know, it's not translated into other languages. That's what I, I haven't, I haven't checked that out personally, but I've been told that. Well, we have the four hallelujahs in these verses. And they're shouting hallelujah over God judging and burning up this place. (laughs) And in his judgment, there's rejoicing about it. In verse 4, and the four twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God. They sat on the throne saying, Amen, hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude is the voice of many waters and there's the voice of mighty thunderings saying hallelujah for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Well if he's going to reign he's going to have to put down Antichrist and his armies. He's going to have to put down the kingdoms of this world but he's going to do that. And when he does we'll be shouting hallelujah and falling down before God worshiping him. You know if you're, if you're saved today you don't fit in this world system. and uh, But one day, uh, we're going to be reigning with Christ. Now in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, page 1258 of Philippians chapter 2, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven and things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Well, they're not bowing the knee now, are they? But I'll tell you, one day the world will bow before Him and recognize Him for who He really is, the Son of God, that He came as their Redeemer. So there will be rejoicing. And then in, uh, back in Revelation 5, And verse number 13, again, let me read that verse. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, you realize there's uh, creatures under the earth there. Of course, we know hell is down in the earth, in the heart of the earth. But notice every creature, those in the sea and all that in them, heard I say in blessing and honor and glory and power, be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. The four beasts said, Amen, and the four and twenty elders fell down and worship him that liveth forever and ever. But well, it's all right to say, Amen, in church. It's all right to praise God. It's all right to rejoice. We're just getting practiced up for heaven. Yes, the rejoicing, the worshiping of God. If you're saved today, you know what I'm talking about. You understand what, what, it, what it means to worship God. We worship Him because of creation. We worship Him because of confirmation of His salvation, of coronation, and then even of the condemnation of the wicked. We will worship Him because of that. And let's bow our heads, please.